Welcome to the Decentralized Opportunity Podcast. I'm your host, Tanner Lytle, here with your other host, Wyatt Carson. Hi, Tanner. Hello. Um, How are we doing, man? I am doing well. I'm doing well. It's We had a weird, cold, late October, and now it's like a 60s and 70 degrees so far in November. So I, I think I have to take down my Halloween decorations now or else the neighbors are going to kill me. See, the key is you do what I do. You don't actually put up any decorations, and then you're good for all throughout the year. Bah humbug. Yeah. I actually uh, still, I was informed by my wife that I still have the Christmas light bulb in our, uh, we have like a pole lamp way out there, and I was like, oh, I'll change it. And she reminded me that I didn't ever actually change it, so probably should you're, do that. You're ahead of the game for December now. Yeah, pretty much. All right. So big week in the world of AI, right? Hmm. Yeah. OpenAI had their dev day a couple days ago from when we're recording this. And holy moly, is there a bunch of massive GPT-4 updates coming down the pipeline? Yeah, I. so I'm not one to watch like developer updates or, or new update move you know things dating back from what's his face from Apple going out in his tank top and giving those big speeches, you know. I've never you just cared. butchered Steve Jobs' legacy right there. <laughs> yeah, don't don't ever depend the on me. Turtleneck instead yeah. of You just a white trash Steve Jobs. <laughs> don't ever depend on me to hold anyone's <laughs> reputation. Um, yeah, him. But uh, so I've always thought those were kind of cheesy and lame. And sometimes they have light shows and, and music. And I was like, ah. but I watched this one and uh, I watched it at like 1.75 speed just to get through it. And for the first time in a long time, I actually slowed it down to normal speed because I was like, oh, crap. The list of things that they have implemented and improved is massive. They've done a lot of work. And of course, we're talking about ChatGPT with OpenAI. And uh, it was with Sam Altman, their CEO, um, with a, a brief cameo by uh, the Microsoft CEO. God, I can't remember his name either. I'm horrible at this, guys. But long story short, I, I was I was actually amazed and had to rewind and pay closer attention because some of the stuff they've implemented is pretty cool. Yeah, it's going to be game changing. And We've already done a few podcasts talking about AI and the implications. We've had really good guests talking about how it's affecting different industries. But I thought it would be really neat to kind of talk about some of the announcements that they did and how we feel this might shape business, careers, (laughs) everything moving forward. Because we're really starting to live in the crux of a paradigm shift right now. And what we thought was possible through things like startups or different things like now are going to be accessible to every single person and it's incredible powerful yeah so what's the first thing that caught your attention so i guess the big one just to start is just the general improvements with gpt4 so they introduced gpt4 turbo which uh i think it can have so there's a limitation with any of these large language models where it has a certain amount of characters that it can hold you could think of it like books in a pages and they have tokens that are can be a word or a part of a word or different things, and they can read and understand so much. So they have so much memory or so much bandwidth. Well, this one, I think it was the equivalent of 100,000 pages. It was like 96,000 pages equivalent of text that it can store now into one piece. So 
if you were playing with ChatGPT, you would start asking questions. And then for a while, it was like remembering what you were saying and then eventually just start forgetting. Well, now we can intake an incredible amount more information and retain it and parse it and start working, continuing to work with it. And that alone is just going to be a game changer for me on how I currently use ChatGPT on uploading things like transcripts and, you know, documents and all these things and having it analyze it for me because <laughs> I don't want to read them all myself. Yeah, no. So um, what what uh, Sam Altman said specifically on, on this turbo is it now goes up to 128,000 tokens, which doesn't mean anything because how tokens are kind of how you spend tokens is not really well understood, honestly. But he essentially said in one prompt, it can analyze up to 300 pages of text equivalent, give or take. Was it 300 pages? I thought it was so, bigger than No, that. so you, you, you were not wrong, Tanner, in that what it can hold in an entire mm, conversation. Okay. But per prompt, you could load essentially 300 pages of information in a single prompt. Um, it'll analyze you know, accumulate and, and spit out whatever you want about that prompt. For example, I, I, I went to Google immediately to look up essentially how long would it take me to input the entirety of war and peace into chat GPT, have it analyze it and break it down to me like I was five years old. And the answer is now with this new chat GPT for turbo is within five prompts, essentially about two minutes, it can completely read war and peace and then give you a, a succinct definition of what it meant and breakdown of it. And that's insane power. Mm -hmm. And the other part of it that they're giving you too is a lot more control, especially on the API end. So what most end users that use ChatGPT are just using the interface, and that's just one small piece of the technology. A huge thing is you can go in and get access to their API, which you pay for as well, and that's where the token costs are. Mm -hmm. um, but you, it allows you a lot more refinement and a lot more uh, all sorts of, again, control. That's the best word for it, right? And they managed to make it efficient enough where they were able to reduce the price for APIs, uh, the tokens to make APIs. So not the, not only did they increase the controls and the abilities that uh, developers can do with APIs, but then they also cut the cost and made it more accessible financially. Um, really, what I got out of this this whole presentation is they really took customer feedback to, to heart and, and really implemented some stuff people were asking for. Yeah, a lot of streamlining and a lot more accessible. Again, the cost is going down, the ease of use is increasing. So it's no longer do you have to be on the bleeding edge of the technical parts to really start taking advantage of that. Mm -hmm. And so I guess that leads us into one of the next big th announcements that they had too, which was... Oh, are you talking about GPTs? The custom GPTs? Oh, man. Okay, so I have been... <laughs> my mind has been whirling since I watched this video this morning. And, and I'll explain why. First, I'll tell you what a GPT is. A GPT is kind of like a mini chat GPT chat, but it's specially geared and trained and programmed to respond to certain types of questions. For example, they have um, a less, they have some kind of pre-made uh, GPTs already out there you can play with. For example, they have a lesson planner one where as a teacher, you can go in and this chat GPT is specially set up and trained to help develop lessons, lesson plans. Um, there's a coloring page maker GPT where you can input prompts and it'll create a coloring page off of that prompt. So black and white, 
lots of space to fill in. I played with it once and made some Halloween ones, uh, coloring pages for my kids. Works wonderfully. Imagine, you know, Dolly or um, what's the one on Discord? That the one Mid Journey. Mid Journey, but it just spits out coloring pages based off of what you want. Yeah, and and one thing that we <clears throat> forgot too is part of the expanded GPT four is they're incorporating Dolly and uh, code interpreter and all these advanced data things rather than being plugins it'll dynamically choose them for you so you don't have to select it so when you're making a custom gpt it's all the easier right yeah before you if you wanted code interpreters or something like that you had to you had to install these plugins and there's a bit more just development in the back end and perfectly honest i'm not a developer i've never coded a thing in my life i looked at them and i was like yeah i can't that's beyond my skill set. I've never played with APIs. But exactly as you said, they just kind of took the biggest and best ones and implemented it right in the chat. And you select nothing based off of your prompt, it will trigger that API in the background and do it for you, whether you know it's reading code or whatever the situation is. And uh, once again, holy cow, what they just did like five years of software development in six months, it, it looks like. Yeah, the biggest thing that I'm seeing with all this that's really transformational is you don't have to be a coder yourself in it. It's all prompted through natural language. And we're really starting to see a transition from things like code or user interface interactions moving fully now to natural language-based interactions for all your computer devices. So what you can do is you have a conversation to create your own custom GPT. So you tell it like what you would like it to do. It'll come up with names for you. Like I said, it integrates with Dolly, so it'll make custom icons for you. You can then go through and refine it just by talking to it. And then you can add some special things, and this is really where the speed part is. So you give it instructions, and then you can upload expanded knowledge. So this is things like transcripts from maybe lectures that you did if you wanted to be, be, make it like a virtual teacher, or we wanted to make a virtual podcast host. You could talk to Wyatt and Tanner. We could upload all of our previous podcast episode transcripts into it, and it would answer like it was us. And from then, you can then have like this little mini app that's on their website and you can just interact. So it's almost unlimited it's how creative people can be with this to develop things for any specific use cases. And the other crazy part is because it interacts with plugins and all these other aspects um, in the demo, the one lady from OpenAI I was showing how she was using it to throw stuff from her calendar in there. And then she had it message um, Sam, who's her boss, to say, hey, I got to run out and get some more GPUs. And it can actually have these apps have real practical real world application. It's not just some fun toy. These are things that you yourself can do to make yourself dramatically more productive and leverage yourself way more than you ever could in the past. 100%. And and I have a I have a prediction I've already shared with you, but I'll, I'll share that later. That's that's okay. not the point right now. But <clears throat> speaking of exactly what you talked about, there's not only are the APIs easier to make and now you can use ChatGPT to directly influence things outside of ChatGPT, but one of the cool features that I think is is uh needs to be explored a lot more is they have added kind of an across the board voice input and output. 
So what I mean by that is the demonstration you're talking about is she didn't sit here and type in a chat GPT form, you know, text my boss, blah, 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 blah. No, she pressed a button and said it out loud like we would do talk to text or something like that on our phone. It inputs it. Chat GPT recognizes the voice, interprets what you're saying, sends you the necessary prompts or triggers those those APIs. She said, hey, send a, send a message to my boss that... I'll be out for the next 30 minutes. That's not what she said, but I can't remember specifically. It heard her, triggered APIs, looked at her calendar, sent a text message to her boss, and all just condensed and instant. There was no typing. There was no in-depth coding that was necessary to do that. That was triggered by the the connections within that GPT. That's fascinating. Yeah, and they really are taking security (laughs) to heart. So a lot of it is you allowing it to do different things because there's a... There's definitely a fear that there'll be a lot of, you know, you do the wrong thing and it'll run rampant. I don't know if anyone in the audience has ever played with things like cloud computing, but it's really ridiculously easy to spend an obscene amount of money because you click the wrong button. Um, So they're making it as safe and secure as possible, which is really, really good to see because a lot of the criticism and fear around, especially open AI is like, oh, well, whatever you put in there, they'll just know feed and maybe like your company secrets and stuff will get put out through all this other stuff because it's not secure. They're really, again, addressing a lot of the comments and concerns that you talked about prior, people have had prior, and are starting to make certain silos and custom versions of OpenAI where you like professional versions where you can have things that don't feed back into the large language models. So again, the versatility of this is just going to be absolutely insane. Yeah, it wasn't all just bells and whistles that they're presenting here. They're, they're dealing with the legitimate and strong concerns of, of a population with chat GPT and things like this. Um, and, and two things on, on that discussion that stood out to me is the first one, there's a big push to begin working with uh, major enterprises to create their own integrated homegrown chat GPT, essentially to their own, your own business AI powered by, by uh, open AI. And they're, they're, looking to begin expanding the process of working with companies to build it inside their house. Companies have can complete control of the data. No PII information's lost, anything like that. You could make a truly sensitive uh, database that is powered by AI and can launch to every system your, your, your business could ever imagine having. And I think it's he even cautioned it in the you know thing is we're only going to take a couple. This is really de- detailed. This is going to be complicated. But as that gets ironed out, this is the opportunity for any company in the world to make their data lake their source of truth based off the strongest AI in existence today. And that's an immense power. Um, secondly, what I thought was fascinating is they have opened up the ability to... Um, open AI as a company to provide resources to individuals who have been potentially sued or claimed uh, or, you know, accused of plagiarism. Did you catch that bit? I didn't actually. Yeah. Um, And I thought that was fascinating, bold move by, by this company to, to literally say, Hey, if, if you are accused of plagiarism or something like that, because of our product, we now have support for you, even in the terms of, I believe is financial support. Like we'll help you, um, because they want it, they want to be better too, and I thought that was incredibly big of them as a company. They're really putting their money where their mouth is on all of this. Um, back to the custom GPTs that you can create. So they're really again spanning the whole 
then you have large enterprises that will have their uh, own AIs based off of their own proprietary information. But again, where I feel like the revolution is going to happen is on these personal AIs that you can kind of create yourself and you can share it to a marketplace. So the equivalent of like a Google Play Store or an Apple App Store. And with those, you can charge for them. Um, They will compensate you uh, based off of like which ones are getting the most use or the things. So they're really investing in uh, building a marketplace for all of this stuff. And again, that's just going to spur creativity. That's going to push everything along and help them scale this to a, an immense amount that was never going to be before. Yeah. Profit sharing is now being introduced as they, as they open up the open AI store. And this is, this is my prediction, Tanner. I am not a futurist, but this, I see the ability to create these mini GPTs, sell them, for access. I, I can't imagine access to a GPT is going to be very similar to an app store. 99 cents up to like maybe four or five bucks. Maybe worst a case subscription scenario. here or there. Yeah. But I, here's my prediction. Individuals right now who are in ChatGPT love ChatGPT and are willing to experiment with it. This is a ground level opportunity to get in on this profit sharing by creating these GPTs. This is... I. If, if someone wanted to make a side gig, you could make GPTs off of things that you think people would find value and sell them on the marketplace. And I believe, I firmly believe that those people who begin doing this in this early stage are going to get that first mover advantage and make quite a bit of money off of this as they find niches that people want specialized in AI. Yeah, well, you can just start with what would be dramatically useful for you. And then just from that, I'm sure there is many, many people that would have that would need that solution as well. So just improving your own life and then having that side ability to then remarket that and potentially get some revenue. And then you can start looking out to the market as well of like, hey, what else is there? I mean, I use Notion a bunch and there's Notion templates and people making money on Notion. But that's such a small niche of what, again, this can do. Um, just the example, like she was saying, like have a calendar thing that can help you look for conflicts and then notify the different people in your companies because you're going to be doing this stuff. I mean, how many hours in a week do you spend just trying to get your calendar and email sorted? All that stuff is going to be happening now through these large language models. And for me, I mean, that that the whole custom GPT thing is just unbelievably cool. But where I really see the future is with their assistance API. Because this is the first thing that really starts to feel like the future to me um, and where we're really heading. Because we talked about already how you're using natural language to create a lot of different stuff. I I fully believe moving forward, you know, we're not going to be staring at screens anymore on our phones. We're going to be interacting with a virtual assistant or many virtual assistants and different things that will work for us, aid us, enable us, and make us again, have far more leverage than we ever would have had. And they give some really cool examples during the demonstration. Like one was helping him, uh, they were in Paris and they were helping him find like different tourist attractions and he could upload his plane tickets and it would help kind of map all those pieces. You want to kind of go into that? Yeah, so the assistance API, and and I think I think you, I, I echo what you said in that. That was the one part where I was like, crap, this feels like the future. Mm-hmm. And and, and I, I briefly touched on it earlier with the voice inputs, and that's where things got powerful. Yeah, uh, so uh, Sam Altman, he, he got up, he loaded it, he built it 
live in front of everyone where basically he could load up his his tickets oh i'm gonna go to london it spit out his itinerary it said it, he's he very quickly in a matter of 60 seconds created a map of london with pinpoints on every area that, of his itinerary and then he, and then in there you can go in and say oh okay well between this hour i'll be free for lunch you know identify some great and it just did this all by voice it created his itinerary. It gave him points of interest. It identified where he could go eat. And this happened live in front of the crowd in like 60, 90 seconds he built this. And that's that's the future. They, they, they created six feedback voices right now. You know, English female number one. You know, we, we all know the voices from GPSs or, or our phones or anything like that. They have those now. They've created six of them. And that is only going to get extremely smarter and better with all of these API connections. You, instead, there's no more Siri or Cortana or anything like that. You're going to have a real AI in your pocket at any time that's connected to everything you hold dear, your email, uh, financials someday, uh, you know, things like that. The, the potential is limitless with that. Yeah. Well, to put on a future hat, I guess, you, could, you can see a world where people are growing up with AI like growing up with a specific AI. So it'll know you better than you know yourself. It could be able to aid you and protect you and provide you advice. All these things are going to be a real thing. And we already see the influence on things like social media and how, me specifically, like how good advertising is to get me to want different things. So we can only imagine a future where these AIs are getting better and better at targeting you. So the only thing that can save you and your, you know, Neanderthal homo sapien brain (laughs) will be these agents to interface for you. And so in some many ways, we're almost unplugging (laughs) in, you know, trusting it because we're not going to be scaring at screens, searching for stuff the same way we have traditionally, but we're also going to be more interconnected than ever with these different protocols so it's going to be a neat understanding again at first it's going to do things like travel agents or help make cool recommendations for restaurants based off of what it knows you like or helps you grocery shop i mean how cool would that be you know you're going through the grocery store and helps you plan out everything based on like what your fit weight loss goals are it's going to do a lot of the stuff that you would before have to set out with people and do hand and to get at the same level of access, you would have to pay an incredible amount of money, maybe for a private chef or a nutritionist and all these other things is now just free at your fingertips. So that's going to be transformative. But as we go in the future, it's just going to get more and more integral and more and more powerful. And I don't, maybe that future is not that far away. 100%. I think at the end of the day, the updates are really cool, but the message I want to get across to people about these updates and these, these things coming is, and and we've said this exact same, same thing before. If you've been scared of AI of chat GPT, a, you should be a little bit caution is good, but if you have been and you have not explored it to a capacity where you understand it, or you know how to use it now is the time. If you, if you don't learn now, you're going to have to make it up in the future when it's a part of everyday life. It's happening and it's not going away. Yeah, the rate in which this stuff is transforming is exponential to where it's been in history. So it's it's as though you were going through the 90s, 2000s, 2010s without knowing the internet. That's about the equivalent of you through this year, next year, and the year after not using AI tools. That's the rate in which it increases. 
It's as though you, you know, aren't using the printing press for, <laughs> or all these different pieces. You will fall behind and you will be outcompeted by somebody who is using these tools. And that, that's the crazy thing. But the really neat thing is how accessible it is now. It does, honestly, you don't even need a, someone to instruct you on a lot of stuff. It's getting so intuitive. A lot of times it's just you starting to have a conversation. So gone are the days of needing to hire a team of developers or even just a freelance company or learning a no-code, low-code platform. You can just have a conversation and and start building things that can provide value to the world immediately and potentially earn some money off of that, which is amazing. Never happened before. No. Or at Very least I don't cool. know if it did. It could have sometime. Well, well, let us know in the comments. Yeah, we can ask AI later. <laughs> but uh, no, the changes are great. They're exciting. And I think they're only going to make it better and more secure. So now's the time. Yeah. So we'll throw the some the video in our on our description notes and different stuff. It's definitely worth uh, watching it in full because I'm sure our memory on this isn't 100%. But again, we're really excited. Not. We're going to start playing with it and we'll, we'll report back. Um, you know, how it's actually affecting us with like the podcast or in our careers, we can do a good follow-up episode in a few yeah, weeks because it's all starting to go live. So yeah. really excited. All right. Well, Wyatt, it's good to see you this week. Yes. All right. We'll catch you all next time. Bye.